Welcome ladies and gentlemen a brand new Thursday brings a brand new episode of the Thigh Gap podcast as always it is me being brute and by god's grace and the stars alignment we don't have bogus today because we got a really special guest gali trotter welcome gali trotter welcome back to the thigh gap podcast hey everyone thank you brute so we are back with a bang or not well you guys are to decide on that yes bangs have not yet happened so let's not throw words just because we can but uh, we were here last time and we spoke about it's not easy to travel mm-hmm. yeah. and that's because you claim that you have an expertise in travel did i ever claim that yes your no. 140000 followers on instagram are giving you undue credit that you are a travel expert what do you have to say about that gali trotter Well I don't claim that I'm a travel expert but yes like you said the to be precise 138k followers that I have follow me maybe because they find some sense in what I put up there about travel sense is such a rare commodity nowadays if only people had sense they would have followed us on instagram at underscore thigh gap they would have followed us on twitter and vero at thigh gap and they would have written to us on mails at mindthighgap@gmail.com just like how 138000 followers are following gully trotter and similarly you can follow gully trotter on instagram at gully trotter it's singular it's g u l l y t r o t t e r and also the latest update is apparently she has a youtube channel where you can subscribe share press the bell icon and you know block or comment on her videos and the youtube channel's name is the same it's again gully trotter only so any platform that i am on uh, you guys can search me by the same name and that's gully trotter again that's called elitist elitism gully trotter everywhere all domains of gully trotter are owned by gully trotter that's right i'm smart that way and here comes the elitist behavior gully trotter once again just to give a brief uh, to our audience that we've known each other for quite some time mm mm-hmm. and it has been an absolute mayhem knowing you the kind of jokes that you tell and the way you laugh at other people's jokes has caused people to forget their past now you lied the last time about me that was fine are you going to continue the same thing on this episode as well thai gaps main dna is continuity okay uh, by the way we didn't launch an episode on continuity which we will soon do but enough about ourselves Let's get down to the topic for today Gully Trotter. We are going to talk a lot about travel since you know our uncommon interest is travel. You really love traveling. I'm kind of like a traveler and unfortunately. Yes, fortunately and unfortunately. But nevertheless here we are Gully Pilla. Can I call you Gully Pilla? No, you can call me Gully Trotter. Gully Trotter. Okay. Tell us about travel. Please, I beg you. I double beg you. Please tell us about travel. All right now that you've requested so much uh, I'll get to the point yeah well traveling for me did not begin suddenly uh, neither did I know or was I prepared that I'm going to be a traveler you know where I'm going to travel avidly it happened eventually from you know some of my trips where i realized i am a very talkative extrovert sort of a person yes and whenever i was traveling i really liked when i interacted with people in those places mm-hmm. i i understood that okay i have a curiosity in myself where i really want to know about certain cultures in those places how people live their daily lives how do they do their chores you know daily chores and what are the activities they do how do they bring stuff to their places like you know 
know, in places like mountains and especially in places where Morsi. Uh, yeah, like there, there there are less of roadways and more of trekking involved. Yeah. So how do people in fact live in certain those places? And you know, what do they do? So there was a lot of curiosity that was being built mm-hmm. and eventually I realized that this this did not have a stopover right mm-hmm. I had to keep traveling to understand different cultures that existed around our planet mm-hmm. so uh, that's how traveling began for me okay so it's not just the country you want to travel around the planet oh yes of course try traveling to mars and never come back that's no. my right genuine now, request i am only talking about our planet Nobody is there on Mars so we can claim it as ours it's okay it's a part of our solar system stop being racist about planets gully but good answer we i mm-hmm. still didn't ask the question but nevertheless you gave the answer which is like you like traveling because of the curiosity it built up that's right yeah i mean i like traveling too like i'm you know in my own style what i want to know again see we know each other quite a lot until suddenly you showed this avatar of i can't sit at home i have wheels on my feet and then you know all those things let me correct you it's not suddenly i've been traveling for 2 years now probably you have been too busy to you know notice this i'm a busy guy gully i'm a very busy guy okay i'm a big shot between you and me i'm the star but anyways i have three unfortunately. fans unfortunately i have three fans from thai gap and i love all my fans but how did you realize that traveling is your thing a lot of people say it but i don't quite understand how people like how they make traveling their thing like is it restlessness or is it sheer you know boredom that they get from one place like how did travel become your thing so you answered some part of it so basically other than being an exp- extrovert and you know a curious soul what i do not did not like was sitting at one place and doing something that's monotonous mm-hmm. i i've always been a person who likes to try out new things and i think travel is one of those activities which always get something new to you you know something new to experience mm-hmm. be it a place be it people be it cultures be it festivals anything yeah. like diseases tan like skin rashes anything new yes it, yeah. it's all a part of it right and yeah. everything is new like whenever i travel to a beach side mm-hmm. obviously the tan is just increasing it's not reducing exactly. that is also new yeah. you are you are seeing a new version of your tanned face every time exactly is what i'm saying so stop glorifying travel by just saying the good things we want the full picture gully no i think tanning is not the uh, this is side of it any constipation diarrhea all these are a part of travel you need to specify that so that happens when you do not take care of yourself and it is not that you are traveling and you're constipating you're traveling and you're getting diseases no it's not at all like that there is a way you need to take care of yourself while you're traveling and if you do that mm-hmm. travel only will show you the beautiful part of it yes but we will never answer those questions of what are the ways that we have to take care of ourselves during travel no i think we'll come to it towards we will never come to it okay we will never reveal the real secret. crits thai gap only gives direction not the solution okay okay guys in that case for the solution you guys can tune into my you know instagram and yes. youtube channel probably we can connect there to discuss this because i don't think brute is allowing me to typical instagram influencer behavior this is connect me on my channel wow fantastic gali is this what our friendship comes down to no because in the last episode i learned from you that socials are important isn't it guys yes socials are important for someone who's not an influencer which is us we are social influencers we change societies 
okay no, <laughs> we, no, no. we thigh gap is changing societies in like very small proportion but it is nevertheless we are changing then you have not understood the real value of instagram influencers need socials more than anyone else we'll come to that we will answer right. that question in fact right. there is a parallel debate that is going that for the social plugins that thigap does they, they deserve an award mm-hmm. and if you want to know more you have to check out the thigap telugu podcast channel where we do such an amazing social plug that we should be given an award by whoever is giving awards but enough about thigap let's talk about you gully <laughs> okay so thank you i mean we both are leos fist bump right mm-hmm. and we both are extroverts mm-hmm. the question that is in my mind is how come you like traveling so much and i don't like traveling so much because other than being an extrovert you know uh, and being a leo one also needs to not be lazy when it comes to traveling and i think we differ over there we differ strongly i beg to disagree because in physiology i am 30 times more athletic than you now that's a lie and you can I'm keep continuing to lie but come on at least can you stop overlapping me on my own podcast let me complete my own sentences all right i'll wait thankfully i have known you before you became the so called superstar on instagram wherein you were sitting in one place for 8 hours and just eating remember those days in lotus pond where you me and all the rest of the 70 people in our company were sitting and sitting in one spot for 8 hours and just eating so don't try to tell me that you are this super enthusiastic super active i know the reality okay i can't forget the pani puri wala near that lotus exactly pond. see skeletons from the closet now moving on to the next topic which is thank god being a true traveler so as self proclaimed by gully trotter i want to know i really want to know what is this like to travel as a female or even before that i want to ask another question which i completely forgot do you really like solo traveling or are you this traveler like i don't care how i travel i just want to travel do you have a preference of traveling so wait you confusing me way too much do you want me to answer solo traveling for female first or do you want me to answer my first time travel experience give me clarity why I, are you running so much I in your want own you podcast to, i want you to answer the answer which you know okay <laughs> don't try to twist it over me saying that oh you are asking confusing no it's a very simple question what is your preference of traveling do you like solo traveling more or do you like that group traveling more okay so for me as a person i always prefer solo traveling mhm i think some Why? part of it i did answer it in the last podcast that you know it gives you your own freedom you can stop at a place for all, as long as you want you can stay at a place for as many days you want mm-hmm. you can talk to people as much for you know how wh- whatever long hours you want to Mm. right so uh, and in group travel also has its own beauty but for me personally i prefer solo travel like if i have to share one of my solo you know initial stages of solo traveling i had gone to jaisalmer with my group of friends mm-hmm. for some reason i like jaisalmer so much that i decided to stay back so mm-hmm. rest of my gang came back and so once everyone left i was solo obviously alone obviously that's what is called solo or yeah. rather everybody left you that's something more interesting why did everybody leave you gully no let me complete my <laughs> okay. solo traveling experience and then you can crack your weird jokes so uh, posies guys came back you know i started exploring jaisalmer just walking into the lanes randomly and then getting into the forts uh, in the beginning it was start- sounding slightly weird you know why am i doing this why am i just walking into lanes alone yeah but then eventually when i was crossing by those lanes you know uh, the shopkeepers started calling me somebody was selling books somebody was selling kurtis mm. and 
then I started interacting with these guys mm-hmm. just to know what do they do and you know what is their background you know how w- what is their experience of meeting so many travelers mm-hmm. coming from across countries to Jaisalmer and that interaction you know somehow felt very connecting and that led my curious soul mm-hmm. to uh, engage with more people in Jaisalmer mm-hmm. and that's when I realized okay I would have never done this if I was in a group yeah I spoke to so many people I learned about their experiences I learned about their lifestyles their families you know and so many things that I could not know when I was traveling in group with my friends because somebody wanted to go to a cafe and eat somebody was tired of walking yeah. and you know somebody wanted to take photographs so whatever I wanted to do I could not do it with them but I was doing it now yeah. so that's when I realized okay solo traveling is much better because I can do what I want to do without worrying about that friend who wants to go to a cafe and I need to search for a cafe for that person yeah how old were you when when this happened uh i think i was 26 oh it was so you're like a proper adult yeah i, I was i started uh, traveling solo uh you know after i crossed 24 uh-huh. uh but yes these days if i have to tell you i've i've met people in their 18s 19s as well uh you know like teenagers <laughs> college kids who are traveling solo don't tell me kids nowadays got too much money but wait this happened at 26 but you started traveling solo when you were 24 it doesn't no, no. add up no so that was not solo i started traveling when i was 24 uh, oh. if i have to tell like you know those office travels group travels oh, like, traveling that, with yeah. friends we don't call yeah. them solo Solo is like top to bottom everything is like alone. Yeah, so that yeah. was this trip when I did it, you know, in Jaisalmer when I was 26 years old. So you kind of stayed back. Yes, I stayed back. Uh I booked myself a hostel. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure you guys know about hostel. It's a chain of hostels where you get to meet a lot of like-minded travelers, mm-hmm. especially people between 18 to, you know, 30 years or 35 years at max. I also met two foreigners uh, in this trip. One wow. was from Spain and one was from Iceland. Oh my uh, god. I shared an auto with them oh, uh, and no. three of us went to this uh, place called Badi Chowdi. It's like a cenotaph of all the queens who used to, you know, live in Jaisalmer. What's a cenotaph? How come you're knowing all these words? What is that's, a cenotaph? That's because I've been into traveling. So Achha. cenotaph is like a samshan ghat if I have to tell. Wow. Or samadhi. Basically tombs. You could have simply said tombs of the yeah, queens. I did not get that word in my head by the way. Yeah. Samshan ghat S- sounded more. Simplicity. You know, that's what Thaigab rolls on. All right. Now don't go on my vocabulary, please. We are here to talk about our experiences. My podcast, my laugh, my chas, my rules. Okay. You just follow the that rules. That was crap. <laughs> anyway, so you went like you met people and all that. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to dial back a little. Can you remember like the first travel experience you ever had? See, that nobody will remember because my I first remember. travel experience was with my family when I was a kid. Yeah, whatever travel experience. Like, do you remember the first travel experience? Like, I'll tell you, my first travel experience was when I was probably like five or six. And we went to Chennai for some function or something like that. I don't remember. But what I remember a lot... I remember the train journey like mad like I very vividly. Yeah, in fact I was ca- about to come to that. I think every kid will remember that only because in our childhood days we either travel to our you know mom's place basically our grandmother's place mm-hmm. or maybe to some temples or some picnic spots. So for me as well I remember the train journeys because I used to go to Maharashtra from where my mom belongs. Yeah. When she used to go to see her mother obviously I would tag along because I was a kid and uh, I remember the train journeys because uh, 
I would be very excited to actually see the farms yeah. that would you know cross through because exactly. they were lush green yeah. and you wouldn't see those many farms in Hyderabad around the place that we stay. Yeah. So that little excitement you know uh, that oh I'm going to see some farms and there going to be flowers there going to be people working in you know those farms so that excitement that is something that I cherish and I still remember. Once again your extroverted nature overshadowed my story but I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to bring this point about how you know your travel behavior kind of like uh, builds from those early memories of travel the reason is same kind of trips you know my cousin who doesn't like train journeys you know as much as we like like majority of the kids like mm-hmm. he never like train journeys and i'll tell you why because he felt sick during the train journey and he had like a severe motion sickness so he was just in the washroom all through the train journey and if i'm not wrong we were going to bangalore or some place which is not like overnight and he just didn't sleep you know for 12 hours whatever so he never likes the journey part yeah, but uh but that doesn't I I I'm sure that doesn't stop him from traveling because he would still want to travel to places maybe not by train but but something you know through some other mode No what I'm coming to which is why you have to let people to complete their sentences gully like this is illiterate behavior first of all from you Then you should talk to the point I'm bringing the this called building the premise a lot of people like for me I like the journey rather than the destination more you know okay like I don't mind not knowing where I'm going as long as it's a decent mode of travel it can be through road or through train or a flight or whatever as long as I'm on the move I really like it like that's the part that I really get excited about but there are a few people who don't feel excited until and unless they actually land in that place Yeah so I think this is person to person specific certain people enjoy the journeys yeah, and I know. some people enjoy you know the destination that's exactly and some like me enjoy every part of travel that's exactly what i just said you are reiterated the statements that i've given that's no, all no i just gave some clarity out of the you know uh, messy confusing statements that you made correct provided you would have let me complete my sentence You're just butting in as if like you're on headmasters or something. Can't help it, yeah. That's my yeah, nature. Leo extrovert. I know the combination. I'm one. <laughs> so you mentioned about your first travel and you like you know it's the travels with your parents and all. And then we also covered the concept of like you know the solo travel. Why you choose, right? right? Now comes the big question: the elephant in the room, which is you, Gali. Again, I'll start bringing up the physiology aspect. Okay, considering the age difference and everything, let's be let's be honest. Who's the elephant? And you, they can see you. They've never seen me, by the way. Okay, so they will know who you are. They just follow Gali Trotters and they'll see your face. Anyways. All right. So tomorrow, the first story I think I'll put in the morning will be a picture with you tagging. Tiger. Impossible. I have you want me to do that? Officially deleted every picture of mine with you. No, I I still have some in my hard disk. That's because you are in deep admiration of me. Since the first time you saw me, Gali, let's be honest here. Okay, fine. Spilling the beans. What was the first time you saw me? Which was where? So much good. The first time Gully Trotter saw me, true story, guys. The first time she saw me, she like, "Hi, I'm Gully Trotter," and I said, "Like, move aside. I don't want to talk to you." And this was the first interaction, if I'm not wrong. See. And Gully Trotter used to work out of a storeroom because she loved solo working. <laughs> she she never wanted to work along with the rest of the audience because she took too much space. So she we gave a storeroom for Gully Trotter to concentrate on her work. Otherwise, if you leave her hungry enough, she'll start eating the tables. If you don't stop this crap right now, the next thing I'm going to do Walk is, out. you know, before we complete this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to put up a picture of yours in my Instagram story, tagging Thigh Gap. That hey guys, this is Brute, and here is the face. Good news is, 
good news is no thai gap guys follow you so <laughs> i'm still safe any which ways we are digressing gali like this is the problem with you every time we digress the topic i was supposed to ask you such a important question yeah right the, we all know yeah digressing. i remember okay solo traveling is fine it's great i completely agree but can you tell me how it is to like solo travel as a girl and i don't take me wrong i'm not talking in a in a what do you say sexist manner but i'm sure you have your own challenges right like i mean it's not easy I, i'll tell you on top of my head whenever i travel with you know my female you know female okay i've colleagues. got the question you don't have to exaggerate it's n- no it's i'm so trying much. to set the premise one of the things that i always wondered or i am always like trying to prep up myself is to find a decent washroom for you know the girls in the gang Mm-hmm. and it's a big ordeal as simple as it looks or as simple as the problem sounds mm-hmm. it's a huge ordeal and recently a bunch of my friends all couples went to siachen not siachen sorry uh whatever lake in kashmir okay mm-hmm. i forgot the lake but they had a landslide and they were stuck for like two days or something in like tents okay and then once they came back the only thing that we heard was how difficult it was for the ladies in the group to like actually use washroom or like you know relieve themselves and stuff mm-hmm. because they literally in tents and everything is open and apparently near leh ladakh there is like just plain open land right right so i think before i proceed coming to the situation that you just narrated you know that girls were stuck and there was a landslide and for two days it was really difficult for them to manage the washrooms so this is very situation based if i have to say because there was a landslide and uh, of course i'm sure there was some damage to the tents because usually if you go you know with these trekking companies who organize treks mm-hmm. they do carry these portable toilets okay so women can access those portable toilets so there is no problem as such but in this case that you are narrating there could be that those toilets must have been damaged or maybe they did not have those portable toilets no you're talking about 500 people who are stuck again it's a, like i agree to you it's it's like an exceptional case but otherwise also say even if i'm going by the road okay and say the female uh, girls in the gang guys can just stop anywhere and everywhere mm-hmm. it's very easy for us right but it's not the same case for girls and it's obvious So right. I'm I'm telling that it's not as straightforward and simple like guys pick up their bags and just walk out and they can overnight right drive down to wherever Goa Kalangut or whatever right so from that basic level say like I mean how it is for like a girl to go around See uh it is slightly difficult but I wouldn't say these days it is a big challenge mm-hmm. uh because one we are improving as a country right Wow political uh, angle No not political angle but the washroom see if I have to share my experiences there are are washrooms at almost all the places and there are people who are there to help you you can always reach out to localites but one point that you said where you know the boys can stop the car anywhere and they can just go pee there are companies building products where women can also pee like men where they don't have to you know look for a washroom like i'm not sure if you guys have heard of this brand called pee safe uh it is a product when you say guys and then you talk about a product which is supposed to help you pee wherever yes then that- we've never heard about it <laughs> Then you guys should actually research about this or just mm-hmm. type in in Google what okay. is pee safe and you will see that it's a product where women can also pee like men right okay. then there are menstrual cups that have come into place where you know uh, women you know they don't have to worry about their hygiene so much you know in comparison to how much they have to worry by while using sanitary napkins and all of that uh-huh. so uh, regardless coming back to the topic uh, there are two sides of you know uh, solo traveling for females Uh, yeah. the positive side is that there are kind people everywhere who are there to help you out if you have too much luggage people you know walk up to you and they tell you okay let me help you let me put your luggage in the bus or in the shared taxi yeah, or run away who, with it no 
so let me come okay. to the negative side later i'm okay. talking about the positive side first they are kind people who are help, helping you out with the addresses they are locals who are ready to you know let you use their washrooms and the negative sides are that yes you know when at certain places where there are not too many people like in mountains like where you see landslides in certain situations yeah. that you gave you will face difficulty but that is not very often right then there are security issues like women cannot walk everywhere and anywhere Yeah. late nights where yeah. you know it's a empty street not too many people because you do not know who comes from where snatches you or you know tries to hold you from the back yeah. things like that so at those cases i think women needs to take precautions of not going alone in the nights not walking into empty streets right and there are cases where you can't drink when you're alone right because being a woman if you lose control or you know if there are too many men and you're the only woman probably things might go wrong so i think solo traveling for women is not a difficult thing in india or outside but you'll have to always take your own precautions so facts being said i just want to butt in there because you're going on a monologue and i don't like it on my podcast facts being said solo travel for women is actually a, is a lot more about responsibility than you know comfort and other things like the first thing if you're a female solo traveler and trust me i want a lot of females to solo travel true story Okay the first thing that they need to really worry about is being a responsible traveler i mean is that a fair sentence uh if you are talking about traveling environmentally then right otherwise yeah i'm know, talking in about what sense are you saying like you know, in the sense like like you mentioned one of the example is like a guy can get drunk and get sloshed and fall off anywhere right at max he might be mugged right he might lose his things which is again not very responsible but it is not physical damage right you can still go out and get up in the morning with a hangover make a call you know get help but a girl can't afford to do that that's right right yeah. so what i mean by saying responsibly is see when you're solo traveling and this is again out of my personal experiences and also something kind of mimics what you were saying is it's all about that freedom right of doing whatever and when you're alone there are no mm-hmm. rules technically mm-hmm. there are no paper rules that oh we can't do this today oh we can't go there tomorrow blah 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 so you have the whole platter open for you and with an open platter come a lot of urges Right. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what? Let me drink an extra pint, or yeah, you know what? Let me just go peek and come out, right? You know what? Let me just take that walk on the beach in the night. Let me see how that feels, yeah. right? Because you are in the mode of experiencing, and like, it's a huge adrenaline thing, right? You constantly are like super high. So a guy can kind of like again, it's not a sexist statement, but it's like a very practical sense. I'm trying to say a guy can just like probably give in to those whims and fancies. That's right. So for a woman, she has to be double sure. is it really necessary do i have at least one trustworthy person around me can i see other women who are around me etc etc and like the great jabbi met has given the statement that akeli ladki khuli tijori ke tarah rehti hai true so did you ever experience that awkwardness as a solo traveler where you felt like oh maybe i'm going a little too close to comfort or or danger or whatever actually no see because uh, being a woman or a man even for that matter we all know that gender specific pros and cons are always existing yeah. right like you said a woman cannot walk alone on the beach a man cannot please another man probably if i request a man you know this is absolutely inconsequential no, why will no, ever I'll, a I'll man tell- <laughs> please right. another man i'll tell you why i'm giving you this hey, example hey we are talking about two simple genders who are all straight okay Hold on, let, now you're not letting me complete because it's a offensive statement no and i'm afraid where <laughs> this is going and even before all this it's my podcast okay so let me specify it in another way ha huh. 
यू ऑलवेज हैव दीज प्रॉज एंड कॉन्स राइट ऑफ बींग अ मैन और अ वुमेन राइट सो सिमिलरली आई थिंक एज अ वुमेन आई नो दैट ओके वाई आई एम गेटिंग यू नो लॉर्ड ऑफ फ्रीडम ऑन ऑफ ट्रेवलिंग सोलो बींग अ फीमेल आई शुड ऑल्सो नो वॉट इज राइट एंड वॉट इज नॉट वेन आई एम ट्रेवलिंग अलोन I can't risk myself looking into the freedom aspect where I am going and getting drunk or I am walking alone on the streets. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that because I know that okay, there would be problems if I am doing that. I would invite problems on my own. Yeah. So I don't think any female would want to do that, and I think I'm okay with it because I I would want to see the other uh, positive sides of you know uh, that I'm getting by traveling solo. Yeah, I'm I'm not against. Like I said, I'm not. I'm super pro for female. Female solo traveling. Okay, mm-hmm. it is just that, like, okay, what are the hygiene checks? Like, the first things first is be responsible for yourself, if not for anybody else, yes. right? I mean, that is very important. If you're not very disciplined as a person, like, it's the same thing with a guy, right? If a guy thinks that he cannot handle his drinks, he's better off not drinking a lot wherever he is. Right, absolutely right? true. You don't want him to be too aggressive or too emotional or whatever, and like say like, oh, I see the beach, I want to walk into it. So same way, like, a girl has to like, if it is a fair statement to say. that the first and foremost thing that you need to pack as a female solo traveler is you really need to be sure about your own responsibility yeah. and what are your boundaries would that be a fair statement yeah i mean uh, more than boundaries i would say the kind of choices you make fair point yes so now i also want to i'm very curious i mean our perspectives are very different with respect to travel itself very different right i mean i am so intelligent smart like you know Weird. Really, really capturing the essence of Lazy. everything, and then then you are there who's just like clicking photos and not even enjoying the beauty with your natural eyes. But I don't put it over. But did you come across a lot of female travelers? Can you break the myth? Because the understanding is a lot of. I mean, female solo travelers don't exist as much as male solo travelers. So, in your experience, in your travels, do you think that the female solo traveler population is increasing? And if yes, then did you come across? Who are the interesting characters that you come across? Before that, you tell me. Without traveling with me, how do you know I'm only clicking pictures on my travels and not enjoying the essence of traveling? I have my sources. No. We will deep dive into it when the time comes, Gully. Okay, coming to your question. Yeah. Uh, I think lately, uh, since literacy rate has been growing in India, Political we have answer. seen. No hashtag uh, political no, answer. No, no, I am saying this in two ways. One is I've experienced this. I've met more female solo travelers than male solo travelers during my travel journeys. Secondly, a recent article by I think Outlook Traveler or Cosmopolitan, some travel magazine had published this that Cosmopolitan. Uh, Number wait, hold on. Cosmopolitan is not a travel magazine. Outlook is not a travel magazine. Outlook Traveler is a uh, Outlook Traveler travel is a travel magazine. magazine. Yeah, Cosmo might not be, but it could have been something else. I don't remember. This was this came in uh, in shorts as well, where they said that in the last two to three years, the analysis mm-hmm. have uh, you know proved that there are more female solo travelers traveling currently than male solo travelers. Oh my God! All that diversity is giving more money to women. Okay, it's a yeah. it's a side joke, but uh, uh-huh. joke. continue. Yeah so uh, and like i said i've also met lot of female solo travelers and you know like strangely we think that you know uh, women from metro cities travel a lot that is not the case in fact i've met women traveling from rajasthan like uh, i've met 
lot of girls from Kerala traveling, uh, you know, to mm-hmm. places like Himachal, which is like, you know, from one part of the country to another part of the country. Yeah, obviously, that's how so, traveling yeah, works. So yeah, uh, you know, this thought that people have that you know only these working women and women studying in these you know uh, colleges in metro cities get to travel. That's not the truth. So whether we give the credit to Instagram, YouTube or any other social media platforms it has actually helped women to explore places sitting in one corner of the country and take help you know of social media to travel to another part of the country. Yeah. And I think yeah that has evolved a lot lately. Mhm. You didn't answer the second part of the question. What was that? Like did you the find questions are so lengthy? Yeah, you have to like catch up, bro. Bro. Really and you call my talks monologue. Wow. Your talks are monologue. What are you? Uh, the second part of the question was did you find or did you meet these interesting characters because travel always kind of makes you meet interesting characters. Mhm. So any interesting solo female travelers where they came and told this weird story to you or you were like what the hell is happening with her So not a weird story I would say but from my recent experiences uh I remember very clearly I met a girl from Vietnam who is again a solo traveler who has been traveling in India for 5 years now and she liked traveling in India so much that she took up a course in some uh, you know yoga or buddhism university in Bihar mm-hmm. so for the last 2 years she's been also studying in Bihar yeah. and she's at the same time exploring the other parts of India which she is not you know in the other uh, in the previous years so uh, when i met her and when i got to know her because we both were traveling for 2 days together in gulmarg in kashmir mm-hmm. she has great budget hacks like she's cracked how to get budget stays in india mm-hmm. how to travel in a budget how to get the best deals mm-hmm. and maybe this could have happened because she's been traveling in india for 3 years already and this is her fourth or fifth year yeah so we wanted to actually stay in gulmarg for a night uh, we didn't want to go to srinagar because it was snowing and we wanted to enjoy the beauty so i am on one side asking the locals if there is a hotel you know or a budget stay where we could stay she is going to different people and she's like hey you know what i need a stay tonight in gulmarg and my budget is just 500 rupees can you find out something and let me know mm-hmm. so she was so outspoken and so clear in her words that we actually got a budget staying the next 20 minutes like there were three people who gave us deals and we picked up the lowest one and it actually turned out to be one of the best budget stays you know that i could find in gulmarg mm-hmm. and some of the things that i got to know uh, when i was talking to her was she carries fruits with her because you do not know you know whether you'll get food you know at a place where you're traveling in a shared taxi where you're yeah. going to go visit a viewpoint you do not know if you're going to get anything so she carries fruits with herself mm. another thing was she uses public transport very often in india then the fourth thing was she is good at negotiating because mm. she was very clear that okay one thing i've seen in india is that tourist places are scams mm. people quote you you know four times five times or even 10 times higher and me being a foreigner it has to happen with me right so i start bargaining from a lower rate itself so you know i always end up getting a good deal right and trust me she was actually cracking really good deals mm-hmm. so uh, i mean you do not expect a firangi a foreigner to come and teach you lessons on budget travel in your own country correct so that amazed me a lot about this girl and it it was a good learning for me too absolutely great story once again if you have studied your socials you would realize that a firangi called british came and taught us about budget okay so it's not a surprise completely but i get your point and i think this is something that i'm really you know i'm really in awe of because 
my problem is i don't have that patience you know i don't have the patience of sit and negotiate figure out which is the best place figure out 10 places and pick one out of them etc i'm just like just go to one place negotiate as hard as you can and then just stay put no for you i would suggest it's better for people like you to go to make my trip book a package and just go stay no i can see the pa- with the package it's not a great solo experience i tried that too i'm not kidding i tried that whole package deal also once and it didn't really pan out as i wanted i just literally on the second day wanted to get out of the package no i absolutely agree package yeah. sucks yeah but for lazy people like you is the best thing i would say for lazy people like me the best thing is goa just go known place you would have already gone like five times in your life be- before you hit 30 you know the place in and out the roads don't change it's very easy to commute in goa right lie down on the beach that's all you don't have to worry about anything some guy will come and say like i'll give you a malish and like yeah okay 30 rupees oh now i recollect that calendar in your room which says 99 times goa done and 100 time pending yeah that was your you right that was my whole society but yeah i'll take the credit you think i have that Don't much money lie. that i'm going to goa for 99 times thinking too big about me gully too big no i think you've been there already those i've days. been i've been Don't quite lie. a few times do you want me to dig the skeletons out of the closet no thank you please let's move ahead with our yes we don't want to hear your boring stories first of all my stories are amazing how do you think we have bypassed 100 episodes number 2 that is, is because bogus episode. is also into the picture bogus. thank god people have literally written to us saying that we sleep when bogus talks which also tells me that you have not been listening to my podcast no i've been listening which is why i know you're lying right which now which episode have you heard which you have been doing for the last two episodes plug four episodes of mine right now okay we are <laughs> not here to promote your episodes but to talk about travel and hence proved that's all i want to say mic drop unfortunately i just have only one mic i can't drop it but mic drop moment Okay so we've covered quite a lot of things like we've covered how it is to like solo travel what the travel mm. is you know female aspect about traveling and all I have a very philosophical question can you tell me how do you deal loneliness in travels Now that depends from person to person I would say because for me solo traveling is never been lonely that could be because like I told you I am an extrovert Mm-hmm. You know, wherever I go, I talk to people myself, and they become friends. In fact, friends like family, I would say, because I have so many close friends now in so many different places in and India. And also because you owe so much money to them. Shut up! <laughs> now, they, now they have to become like start calling you on Rakhi so, and like or Gali like kya hua? Oh, pata sa. Stop it! Let me complete. So solo traveling is not at all lonely for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because I find people everywhere, and even if it's not people, uh, even if I am trekking on a mountain or mm-hmm. trek. to a place which is like completely empty not even one person is there i still enjoy my time yeah right i enjoy the views i enjoy capturing those beautiful movements see i self realize i do self talking around you know certain things that i have been dealing with or lot of these things i would say yeah. so i never found solo traveling lonely mm-hmm. but i agree for certain people it could get lonely mm. uh, because you are always you know you you tend to be around people all the time when you are at home yeah. or when you are in office or when you are chilling out with friends and all of a sudden you go on a travel where there's nobody around you nobody to ask you hey have you had your dinner mm. nobody to tell you hey you know what you should go change your dress right maybe your hair is not right yeah right or you're, you're not carrying presentable. so much Yeah, whatever. You're carrying so much luggage. Why don't you give some to me, hmm. right? So that depends from person to person. So unless you go on a solo travel, you will not know if you're enjoying it or not. So I mean, but what about the loneliness? 
do you think a first time solo traveler will face loneliness that's what like i said see depends like i shared my jaisalmer experience with you so right you never, not for a minute i felt lonely so all your solo travels you never felt lonely never what hard to believe no i'm But i'm I, being I, honest i can yeah i mean i'm not saying you're lying i'm saying it's hard to believe there's a difference gully it's called english it could be hard to believe for you maybe because you you are not a solo traveler maybe you you like to be surrounded by people mm. but there could be lot of these listeners right now are listening to me who could be wondering hey you know what i can as well travel like gully trotter mm. because i want to witness those stunning views i want my freedom uh, i want to talk to people who are you know strangers yeah i want to understand their experiences so that's what i'm saying it depends from people to people there is no hard stop or any you know Thumbru. proper yeah thumb rule here that exists but did you ever come across someone who felt lonely in their travel like who's alone uh, like yes you did yes i've heard from some people that they've not en- enjoyed their solo travel they were on a trip and they're like okay i'm never solo traveling again there were people who were you know in a hostel or something maybe i spoke to them and i told them okay i'm a solo traveler we gelled up and after few minutes when i just passed by or i came back to pick up something from the room i heard them talking bhai dude i can never do this kind of solo traveling like she's doing mm. i always want my friends around they me they backbited you yeah whatever you call it but yeah uh, because i i'll tell you a story of a friend of mine again female solo traveler like travels a lot i mean she travels on work also a lot but generally similar like like your jaisalmer thing and she does a lot of international travel mm-hmm. okay especially to indonesia and eastern side of asia so and this happened pretty recently and i was actually pretty surprised she went to bali and she was having a great time apparently okay like she was going for those underground parties or like you know those um yoga sessions yes, and all yeah the, the spiritual classes and all that crap somewhere suddenly she just a switch turned in her and she like i should not be doing solo travel anymore mm-hmm. she just came back saying that brute you know what the trip was going on fantastic like i went trekking i met a bunch of people all was good but you know i don't think i can travel alone anymore i need a companion because there's so much that i am experiencing out there and so much i am witnessing and somewhere suddenly i felt like i'm not sharing it with anybody You know, it's it also is kind of that peer pressure, right? You see couples again, Bali. So a lot of couples around her and all that, and suddenly it hit her that you know what? I don't have anybody to share it with. So it can be momentary, but I think she's still sticking to the gun that yeah, I'm not going to travel alone again. So do you see that happening in general? Like, do you think that at some point you would be like, yeah, dude, you know, I've done it enough. Like, I'm I'm bored of it. No, I don't see it happening for myself, but I've seen it happening for people where you know somebody's traveling alone, maybe a guy or a girl, and they see a couple. You you know having a really good time uh, on the beach where they are having a candlelight dinner no i want a couple to do a lot more if i'm really enjoying watching them it's not just a candlelight dinner there's a lot more they should be doing okay we are not talking about what you like or dislike i yet. sacrificed companionship gully and <laughs> they, they, are they all they are doing is having a candle like paint a good picture that's all i'm asking it's, it's imagination right okay so it's possible for people uh-huh. to feel that way yeah uh, it's it's possible for anyone to feel that way because certain times you know when you're traveling alone mm. you grasp a lot of things that you observe because there's nobody to distract you yeah. right you're observing so many things yeah. and you do not know what observation stroke what thought in your head yeah and you suddenly started feeling the opposite of what you like Correct. Or what you dislike. Right. 
So there are changes that can happen to a person's mindset, to feelings, to experiences yeah. when you're traveling solo. Yeah, That's the beauty of solo. No, I completely right? agree. I completely agree. It's like this is transformation that people go through when they are like, you know, you need to be alone to go through such transformations. And for better or worse, I mean, there's nothing right or wrong. Like how it is, it will never be the case that I are done with solo traveling. For some people, it is like, yeah, that's it. I can't do it anymore. I need somebody with me. Correct. And yeah. maybe after saying that they go on a, you know, a group travel or maybe... Uh, you know, with their partners. Yeah. And they suddenly again realize that, okay, no, the solo traveling was, you know, better. Better, yeah. yeah. She I mean, doesn't let me go here. He doesn't let me do this. So I think I was better off while traveling solo. Well, the future is a mystery. So we don't even want to bother about it. That's right. You got my point. But I'm very, I got really, you know, hung up on the point that you said where you don't get distracted when you're alone and you grasp more than you normally do when you're traveling alone. That's true. What do you do with all that grasping of information? Do you write a general because a lot of people write journals a lot of like legit travelers who call themselves the wander lost and all that who put stickers on their bag and like who put random tattoos buy fridge magnets everywhere they go and they don't even own a fridge <laughs> so okay, they keep giving it to neighbors it indirectly to me uh, but yes coming to that point uh, i don't write journals because i'm not a writer and i'm not into writing but what i do is one i grasp or I capture the moment in my head because I want to live it at that moment mm -hmm. and to cherish it later I capture it in my phone or on my camera mm -hmm. where I make videos I make stories mm -hmm. some part of it goes on my mm. uh, on Instagram and YouTube where I want to share it with my viewers right mm. and some is kept privately with me stored in my phone that's the videos I want to watch I won't show private you. videos that's private I won't show you anything Again, this is a very interesting thing, okay, which is happening a lot in the recent past. Tell me about your travel on Instagram. How did that started? So, uh, I think when I started traveling, I would randomly post. I think we all were, you know, in that era where Facebook was the, you know, the main platform where we would share our pictures. Yes. Right? With a new dress or check-in was the trend, basically. Yeah. You go to a place and you check into that place. And then eventually Instagram took over and uh, I started posting my pictures on Instagram too. Mm -hmm. And then when my travels increased, I started posting my travel pictures with some written content on it. Mm -hmm. Right? About what I feel when I see that picture or what were my feelings. The mountains are calling me, the rivers are flowing. Yeah, whatever you say. And that's how it began and eventually then I started posting more pictures. Not because I wanted to become a travel vlogger. Mm -hmm. More because I would go back and see those pictures myself mm -hmm. and I would like it when people like those pictures mm -hmm. because I felt okay I went to a place I like that place I put a picture about it and people are also liking that place so I don't know this entire thing you know excited me a lot and I started posting more pictures about my travel so my personal life pictures decreased and my travel life pictures increased on my Instagram platform and then slowly people started following Mm -hmm. Like eventually it was 100, then 200, then 300. And by then, vloggers were already, you know, up of their game. Uh, where a lot of people would post a lot of pictures. Some had 30k following, some had 90k following. Yeah. And I thought, okay, when I am as well traveling and enjoying it, why not I continue to post more pictures and also write about those places? Mm -hmm. So that's the beginning of my vlogging, you know, career or my vlogging journey, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, and then it just continued and continued. So from like 300 followers, you skyrocketed to one, what, 138,000? Yeah, that's right. So now you have like 138,000 followers. Yes. 
at what point did you think that oh this is gone out of my hands no i never thought it's gone out of my hands seriously i when i say out of your hands not like i'm saying that like people are hounding you and you have stalkers at your house and all that but i'm saying like to maintain like because once you've gotten into that mm-hmm. to give you an example when we started the podcast right it's around that 25 30th episode is when we started feeling that okay now it has become a responsibility that mm-hmm. if we don't put up an episode every tuesday then it is a failure on our part so no matter what happens every tuesday uh, sorry every thursday there's an episode that goes in and once the telugu epi- podcast started then every tuesday we had to put up so every week diligently now it is like a responsibility for us that we are like no we can't run away from it we are too deep into it right so from that perspective i'm saying like at what point did you realize that shit okay now you know when you don't put up that one post people start asking like what happened did you fall sick did you die which which valid should we find your body like you know they start messaging you and all because right. it's too powerful right like social media is like it's a different devil altogether correct so uh, social media is very different when compared to spotify where you run podcast or any other podcast platform first mm-hmm. of all now i'm saying this specifically because social media platforms like instagram youtube facebook hmm. they themselves vary a lot from each other okay mm-hmm. in instagram nobody comes back to me and tells you know that hey you know you haven't posted a reel yesterday why didn't you do it or you haven't posted a picture mm. no that is not the case why because there is so much travel content already on instagram hmm. that your follower is also as well following 20 other vloggers Right. who are probably you know even bigger than what you are right right so nobody comes and questions you but you yourself feel it okay since i am into traveling and since there's so much about traveling being put on instagram and since mm. now that i have so many people following me i have to keep myself going right because one i like it yeah. i love sharing my stories with the people because then people question back you know question back about what did you do how did you get there okay give us suggestions and all of that continues to happen secondly the pressure of uh, pressure of being there on the algorithm not missing out yeah. right so these things are definitely there hmm. and i think i realized this when i crossed 10k because two of my reels you know like went viral like one crossed 1 million and the other one crossed 500k something hmm. uh, where i just you know put some information about weekend places that you can travel to from hyderabad yeah and i'm talking about that period where reels had just come into the picture hmm. and you know uh, instagram was actually telling people that okay you know start getting regular on reels because you're going to get a lot of viewership through reels mm-hmm. so that's how it started and now more than a responsibility i would say it's become a habit and it's it's become a part of my life where i like to share what i do with my audience mm. where i like to tell them okay where am i traveling today mm. because they are curious souls too right right when i post about okay today i'm going to kashmir or you know uh, like i just posted a story to that i was in office yeah. so people ask me okay are you from hyderabad okay where do you work mm. oh all right you have a job as well so you're mm. doing travel vlogging along with a job mm. so there are so many of these questions that are coming in right and there's so much of information that you're sharing that it becomes like a part of your life right and a responsibility following with it but does that hinder your travel experience because just now you said that you're not into journaling Hmm. like you do all this mental capturing of experiences hmm. and places and all now there's a camera in front of you hmm. like you constantly are you know creating content you're making reels or like a video blah 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 and again social media is such a huge monster it just doesn't stop at one platform right then there's this 
there is this kind of like untold pressure of starting it starting a youtube channel or like being active on some other new app like maybe a snapchat i don't know i'm out, outdated with this hmm. is all these kind of things that have built up around your profile did that because i don't think you have a business profile like your personal profile is what you converted into your yes you know the yes. whatever i profile. don't have a personal profile that exists you don't have a personal life media. basically no i don't socialize my personal life is what i'll say so much for a leo extrovert but <laughs> see how i planned this that's what is called intelligence but anyways i am very curious to know that how did this did this improve or like would you go back to a time like wish i didn't have to make any reels just sit and like enjoy my travel do no. you get that feeling uh no i don't get that because one i am into slow travel right i i don't i have stopped visiting places uh you know for two days or three days mm-hmm. now if i plan to go to a place i want to go there for at least 15 to 20 days mm-hmm. and uh, i've explored places for more than like for a month as well mm-hmm. right because i don't want to just go to a place see the tourist or the popular place in that area and come back no i want to live through that place like a local i want to explore the cultures so while i'm doing that in slow travel you have enough time to capture the movements hmm. plus to feel it yourself like for example being a travel vlogger i plan the way i want to shoot my reels mm-hmm. i plan the way i want to shoot my content hmm. so I, since i've planned it already i get to that place i shoot my content and then i rest my camera or my phone aside hmm. and i sit and i take the feeling i i take the experience of that place i live through that moment hmm. so it is not that difficult at certain points it does get challenging i wouldn't say it is not yeah. uh like even in those 15 days that i'm doing slow travel in a place maybe i'm going to a place only for a day and i wouldn't go back to that place again yeah. and there was so much to witness in that place that i slightly felt the pressure of you know taking the content and also sinking in the mesmerizing views yeah. or the experience it does get challenging but i think i'm okay with it because like i said i like traveling plus i like sharing my experiences with my audiences so i am okay to make that little compromise now and then so how did look is that the only challenge that you have in terms of yes in terms of what you said like travel hindrance or in connection with creating content yeah but do you also get like people asking you hey ye kar do na idhar ja ke wo uske bare mein batao na i want to see this particular part like what more can i do like you know things that you might not have in your plan but then because there's so many people asking you then you feel that obligation like yaar maybe i have to like deviate from my plan a little just because people are asked did that ever happen to you So yeah, uh, one plus point of being uh, you know a vlogger on Instagram or on YouTube is that you shoot a lot of content mm-hmm. which people see and then they ask you questions. Right? For example, I spoke about budget stays in Himachal. So people ask me, "Okay, if you're saying this is a budget stay, you know how mu- how much are they charging us for how many days? Will I get food? Mm-hmm. How do I travel to that place?" Since I've been to that place, I have all the answers. Now, something that they might ask me out of the box that I did not shoot or that I did not experience was, "What are some local places where we can go and eat in that mm-hmm. area?" So what I I can give them suggestions based on what I had experienced and the next time I travel to another place I know that okay these kind of questions might also add up 
when yeah. i am you know posting about itineraries or information about certain places yeah so i take inputs from my audience questions and i improvise on my content and the way i explore for my audience in the upcoming trips that and that's what exactly when i what i mean when i said like that deviates you from you, the experiences that you have planned for no it does not or it elevates your experience it does not elevate but it does not deviate either because mm. i make time for making content for my people mm-hmm. as well i make sure that i have some time to sink in my own travel experiences for which i am traveling got it got it so, so you need to make that balance got it but the, it's a little difficult for me to comprehend because i've never experienced that obviously so it's unfair for me to say right. that yeah you know okay you know yeah it still is fun when you are like doing things for others and stuff like that because on paper it doesn't look fun because see in our telugu podcast we get so many recommendations we are like that's not the direction we want to go and people just tell random recommendations so if it were a simple movie review podcast if you are getting that kind of response i can only imagine what must be happening for you when you're actually in live going to a place and people are trying to like live experiences through you right by just making you go to places so i mean on paper it looks very daunting but again it might be different for you because you are kind of you enjoy right. traveling you can accommodate and all so among all of these things like in you know, all the planning that you do how much of planning goes into experiences specifically like landscape experiences one right like oh i went to leladak i've seen the lake i've seen the mountains wow amazing like i've been to goa i've seen the beaches but do you also plan in terms of the kind of things that you want to experience in terms of like the adrenaline activities like all the places that you've been to have a lot of like this kayaking activities you have this bungee jumping stuff and like you know, god only knows i don't know if how many beach places you've gone to mm-hmm. but you get the point so what are like the activities that you have experienced or which which you have like done and you felt like whoa so uh i don't generally plan a lot of activities when i'm traveling to a place mm-hmm. unless that is something that really interests me and has been on my bucket list for a long time like in terms of like these adventurous activities if i have to say i've done a lot of hitchhiking across mm. places in india hitchhiking is not an activity no it is it, it is, is definitely an activity you 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 mean to say there's a skill in hitchhiking oh yes like what do you do not every tom dick and harry will get a you know a tom dick so easily on the roads tom dick and harry are Or tom dick and harry because they are tom dick and harry if it was selena gomez and someone else it's an easy sport Okay, let's not get there. Let's come back to activities. Yeah. Uh so I've done scuba diving uh when I'd gone to Sri Lanka. I've done snorkeling. Mm-hmm. Uh I've done parasailing and all those water sports in Goa. Mm. Because That's, Goa is right And this there. was in the beginning of my, you know, uh, travel journey. I'm at your travel days. Yeah, you could say that. Huh. And then recently I'd gone to Bir. Hmm. Uh I really wanted to do the paragliding because Bir is really really popular for Where paragliding. Is Bir? Beer is in Himachal Pradesh. Okay. And beer is one destination where people go to become a licensed uh, you know paraglider. Mhm. So you can enroll yourself in a course, you can become a licensed paraglider so you can carry your you know you can carry your parachute everywhere and you can glide, mm-hmm. right? So I wanted to really do the paragliding in beer. Mhm. But my husband said you'll have to do it only with me when oh, I am with God, you. Oh, these husbands. 
so i had to park it for then but i witnessed a lot of people because there are two hill points in beer hmm. so you fly from one point and you uh, you know land at one point uh-huh. obviously so if you don't land it's a very scary sport <laughs> you have to land obviously you won't imagine you're all the time imagine you're getting into a flight and like so we're taking off from hyderabad and we don't know when we will land you know how scary that is okay let me complete yeah so it is so mesmerizing to actually witness that people are you know flying from one point and landing at one point and there's a sunset happening i really wanted to do that but but then yeah for all those xyz reasons i had to park it Check. but i know i'll go back to doing that yeah uh, so other than this i think trekking is one of my favorite activities because i have trekked to some of the nicest peaks mountains and villages in mm. himachal i trekked to a village called gargi which is like after you know climbing three mountains mm-hmm. you reach to that point and it is completely covered with snow so that was one of my favorite experiences or activities that i did that's interesting even i like trekking a lot i trekked a lot in my life by the way uh, but not the mountains but i trekked in general a lot what is the thing that you like about trekking the most you say that trekking is the most favorite activity no before that i want to catch your lie where did you trek to in i've trekked oh my sweet lord thanks for asking me that i have a long list of trekking i've trekked to uh, skandagiri hills i've trekked in nandi hills i've trekked uh, i think uh, sri salam if i'm not wrong i i trekked in tadoba you google searched all these names no just to give on this podcast no uh, if you observe all these are places which are very close by to cities except tadoba tadoba is nobody like a little will far. believe that you went trekking It Nobody. Is, it is not about believing. It is about the fact that I trekked. I'm a pro trekker. I done rappling also for kind information. Do you know what's rappling? Go on a trek and send me pictures. No, Absolutely. I won't believe on for this. For sure. Next time when I go in the next seven eight years, definitely. Yeah, for all see? for all you know, we might trek together the next time you go. Oh I go. please, I am never trekking with you. I never am, ever. I am an amazing company. I am never trekking. going to take that risk. You of like ever trekking with you? Gully, you might just take ten steps and pull me back, and I'm not doing. Gully, that. you like slow traveling. I am a slow trekker. Okay, if you take six hours to reach the peak, sweetheart. I am going to make you trek like you will never forget. That's why I'm never coming. I'm amazing in trekking, and I'm super fast in rappling also. You know That's what's rappling? That's another lie for today. So I have proofs. I I I will show you. I've I've rappled in. I'll tell you which place. What is that? Um, what is that? Indian Grand Canyon. Yeah. Maybe Gandhi Kota. Google search and written in some diary check. And this is coming from a person who's wearing sports shoes over a frock. Shut up. Okay. You didn't have to describe. my dress code that gets it edited. will take a minute for me to take one picture of you and post it on instagram and right still nobody now. will recognize me the beauty about me is nobody cares no i'll <laughs> tag thai gap don't worry you ca- and you think still people care yes they and do. by the way we are at a stage where any publicity is good publicity <laughs> so you want to do that so you, you can go and you don't mind share, showing your face off yes you can't tag me on instagram why can't i because i removed that option i have to approve are you challenging me i'll double challenge you Are you sure? I am triple sure. Think about people it for try tagging me in the recent play that I did, and no, but by the way, all this will get edited for kind information. You're jolly talking about it. No, no. But anyways, I have I have went. It's not a lie. True story. I went to Gandhi Kota. I've done rappling. I've done trekking all through that Gandhi Kota Canyon in March. In March, like peak heat. I almost died of dehydration. But okay, the reason why I was telling that example is once once again, Gully. 
stop digressing the conversation it's so easy for you to do it no no and it's for me very difficult very difficult i'm like a laser sharp race horse just like pointed at the race course come to the point now trekking a lot of people kind of undervalue is what i feel and you mentioned that you like trekking yeah and probably the most favorite activity of yours yeah why i think because there is so much that you you know so many self realizations that you get to know one because you're taking those tiny steps you know in uh, getting to a place which is your destination or your goal right yeah you you get to know your capability mm-hmm. uh you you basically challenge yourself to get to a point where you you do not know if your body might give up or you you do not know if you have to push yourself where you're actually pushing yourself yeah So so there's so much of self realization that one goes through you know during these treks yeah. and i think that's the most beautiful part of going on a trek definitely you're going to see some beautiful views some mesmerizing you know sunsets or sunrises and all of that yeah but apart from all of this you get that me time to realize and to look back on so many things mm-hmm. all right uh, like a lot of times we we challenge ourselves right that you know this is a timeline i'm going to give myself to set this financial goal for myself or to achieve it similarly when you're trekking you unknowingly or knowingly set a challenge for yourself that you need to get to this point and you go to get there healthy hmm. right and throughout that journey the way you push yourself it teaches you so much i think that's the most beautiful part of going on a trek yeah the other thing about trekking that i really like and one point that i touched upon is the whole concept of pushing yourself like yeah. trekking is one of the few activities there is no middle ground the most i mean you have about like 15 minutes to turn back if you really don't want to go ahead with the trek No, I'm sure people like you would sit halfway also and tell you know you guys go and come back I'm going to be sitting here see, only take me back when you guys are coming back I, I'm sure you've done that I trek with an entourage who carry me around okay see? I'm just there for the view I'm not there for the activity or physical fitness and all that I'm no. just there for the view people Now carry Now we all me. know you've never gone on any treks You can question it all you want Gully it's my podcast I can tell anything number 1 number 2 I can give you details about trekking like nobody else because the thing that are the one activity the manual labor activity that I like is trekking nothing more and nothing else beyond that I hate water sports I'm not big on water I'm hy- hydrophobic in fact I'm not so keen on this Oh what are you altitude. what phobic hydrophobic Oh good good you said that Yeah why Why? No, I'll keep it in mind next time. We're going to a beach. You'll throw a mug of water on me, like hydrophobia. Is that your threat? No, so cheap. That's a very small thing to do. I have better plans for you. You can't do anything. You can't threaten me in any way that I get get scared. I don't like altitude also. Like Again, I don't, don't challenge me. I will challenge you all. I've challenged you enough that you lost so many challenges. In fact, now I'm thinking you owe me a lot of money. All the bets that you've lost. Crap. Um, what was I saying? See, this is called digression. altitude i'm not really keen on like altitude like paragliding and like parachuting mm-hmm. i probably don't mind hot air balloon uh, that's something that i would want to do if i have to do it mm-hmm. but apart from that i'm not really keen on any of that but trekking or anything to do with land based activities like rappelling is another thing i really like i just don't get enough chances to do it because you can't do it much here but the one thing about trekking that I, the reason why i love trekking so much is no matter how many people you do it with it is kind of a very lonely activity like it slowly kind of like secludes you from the crowd even if there are like five six people around you you kind of end up getting secluded in your own mind like right like you know that whole self realization and all that conversation happens because once your body gets tired right 
you are forced to talk to yourself like after that 2 miles or 3 miles of trekking you forced to talk to yourself that no you know push a little more even if it is like i can't do it anymore i want to just sit here the conversation doesn't stop when you sit it keeps going on right so that is the experience that i like where you're so exhausted that you're forced to listen to yourself and you realize slowly that you are a dangerous person to yourself you're brutally honest you're unbelievably truthful and you're extremely critical to yourself and after you listen to that voice and you come back you feel a lot more at peace right it's it's much better than doing like 10 hours of workout or going and playing a sport for 4 hours or whatever trekking does that to you mm-hmm. that's why i really like that on that note i think the other side of it is that you know uh, trekking is also fun when you do it in groups because yeah, I- you're not only motivating yourself but people around you it's like a team building activity that you're doing you're not just going alone but you also have certain amount of people whom you need to motivate and take them along with you yeah I think personally if you ask me like I would only suggest trekking in a group and not just any random group if you're not someone who's trekked a lot in life I would suggest make your circle with whom you're extremely comfortable and you really trust and go on a trek right do it enough so that you eventually will understand the dynamics of how trekking is done what trekking is and all and right. then you can go and join like this random groups and like yeah chalo it doesn't Correct. matter who and then is you there. can do it solo yeah also. then you can do it solo if you're so confident also yeah. then you can bloody go climb mount everest who cares nobody cares like go trek to the moon but yeah trekking is is my favorite and whoever is not trekked ever my genuine suggestion is you need to experience that one activity because you are really undervaluing the whole concept of trekking if you have not done it and do it in a proper place just don't go to some kbr park or some nearby zoo and all and like i've done trekking for half an hour and i think for beginners you can you guys can start with small treks easy ones uh, so that you get a you know gist of it yeah Uh, the tested then, and tried paths yeah and then probably you can go for a moderate one and eventually you can there go are the levels there are actually levels of yes, trekking paths right yeah. yeah great so awesome so we've covered quite a lot gali like I, i honestly didn't expect that i can bear you for so long neither did i so the final segment gali i really want to know again this is more not so for me but for others who really want to travel and who want to bite that travel bug in your experience Uh-huh. What are the really important travel essentials that one has to make sure they have when they're going on like a solo travel or like a travel or whatever? Okay. So the travel essentials vary on what kind of a trip are you going on? For example, if you're going to a winter place, hmm. you definitely need a lot of warm clothes otherwise you're going to die. Sherlock level intelligence. Shut up. Yeah, because I was planning to go to like Canada and thought like Bunin is enough. And you need a comfortable backpack because in a winter place it's really difficult to carry a lot of luggage mm-hmm. since you're feeling cold. So if you have a backpack it's easy for you to wear it and just you know go around places. Yeah. Then good shoes which hmm. will keep you warm as well keep you safe. Yeah. Because in winters you know uh, since it's again cold your nerves pull you and it's easy if you have good footwear. So shoes you know give a good grip to the foot. What kind of brands do you suggest? I usually prefer Decathlon. Mm-hmm. Uh but there are a lot of other brands as well like Nike there's Adidas right no and but are there aren't there like specialized footwear for like snow based places and all that yes so for in that case i think decathlon is the right brand because it has lot of these products uh depending on the range that you want to buy them for hmm. and 
depend on the kind of weather or place that you're going to. Got it. Right. So you would have a lot of these trekking shoes from different price range, starting triple nine to you know up to ten k and yeah. things like that. And then other stuff like a winter cap. Then you need like warm socks, gloves, and all of that. Hmm. But if you're going to a place like Goa, hmm. you obviously need a flip flop because. You you will be going to the beaches. You'll be going to cafes and also comfortable footwear. Yeah. Then maybe a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. You know, yeah. so that you don't feel really hot and you can you're travel giving, around freely. You are giving a lot of fashion tips. We want travel essentials. I am giving comforting tips. And for for mentally challenged people, like what is this comforting tips? We want to know what are the travel essentials. Like I'll give you an example. The biggest advice I ever got for travel mm-hmm. is never forget your toothbrush. Like you can forget anything. Yeah. But so not I'm coming to that. Your toiletries and your towels also matter. Mm-hmm. Toiletries because it again depends on the kind of place you're choosing to stay at. If you're going to a hostel, definitely you carry your own toiletries. But if you're going to stay at a three star or a five star, mm. they give you sufficient toiletries that you don't have to carry your own stuff. Fair right? point. Yeah. Uh, similarly, towels. Mm. You don't get towels everywhere in hostels and in budget places and in OYO and all of that. You can't really expect good towels. Yeah. But in a three star or a five star, you can. You will get towels. So why to carry? You know, Correct. it's not a necessity. I would say. Right. Uh, but one thing that would be a necessity would be a power bank mm. because if you're going away from your family for a longer time, you need to keep in touch. You need to keep them informed. So maybe a power bank will help you. Since you're traveling, you might not get you know electric plug points everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you're on a scooty or you're in a car. You're inside Goa in a waterfall. Your phone just died. You did not inform. So a power bank will just help you. You know, do that. Right. Again, like I said in the beginning of our podcast or our episode, a pepper spray for a female traveler, especially a female solo traveler, is very important. And what was the other thing that you said? Be safe. Yes. Got it. So be safe is again for female solo travelers traveling in areas like mountains, going on treks yeah. where you do not have proper washrooms. So that will help you pee comfortably, and you will not really need a proper proper washroom too. But I think it's not just for solo travelers. Any travel that a female does, I think this this seems to be like pretty essential stuff. Yeah, like it's a good thing to have it with you, and you know. Got it. That's the takeaway. That's a very good takeaway, by the way. Thanks. That's it. These are the essentials. Yes, I think pretty much it. Rest all are your, you know, wants and your needs the and your fashions, luxury the, products. Yes, the unnecessary which, stuff. Yeah, which you carry if you want to or you drop if you don't want. Million dollar question to you, Gali. Are you a light packer or a heavy packer? And also give me definition. I was a heavy packer mm-hmm. uh, because of my uh, vlogging. Mm-hmm. Because I always one, I always felt that you know you should have extra clothes because you never know what situation you will get trapped into. Mm. What if you get wet multiple times? Yeah, you need to have extra pair of clothes. Yeah. What if one footwear you know breaks? You need to have another one. Yeah. So I was a heavy packer, but eventually I realized through my budget travels that I walk a lot. Mm. I take public transport. Yeah. And the kind of situations I imagined or assumed do not happen as often in reality. Right. Right. So I did not really get wet those many times that I imagined hmm. I would. Hmm. Right. So I slowly, you know, excluded taking so many clothes, you know, which I did not need. Hmm. Uh also I started taking only one pair of footwear with me. Hmm. Maybe one pair of shoe and one pair of flip-flops. Yeah. Right. 
so i slowly started making it light packing because it's difficult for you to carry so much luggage on your shoulders hmm. with a tripod with a gopro and a phone to manage then i have a small pouch on myself where i keep my you know change handy yeah. because i'm traveling in a bus i can't always open my backpack right. because it's on my shoulder so i turned from a heavy packer to a light packer because of my travel style got it yeah that is another thing that a lot of people kind of do is being over cautious you know i know a lot of my friends i am a super light packer by the way if i am traveling for a week you would hardly see like three or four pairs of t-shirts probably a couple of shirts one track and like maybe a couple of jeans that's it this is the 10th lie of the day and nobody believes you anymore i have proof bogus open your mouth ha 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 and tell everybody i legit if given a chance i can fit all this into a laptop bag and carry it around but i've seen people who do what you mentioned right like they over plan stuff and like what if this happens what if that happens yeah and you know oh i should carry an umbrella also what if it rains there or like i don't know raincoat like i've seen people carry the weirdest of things yes that's i true. once saw a friend of mine who was going on a bike ride to goa and he carried like an axle rod he said like what if my it's a fork rod sorry he carried a fork rod of his bike and he was like what if the fork breaks and like are you kidding me like how bad do you think you are a rider like so i mean i've seen very over cautious what do you say uh, travelers also so but that's not really advised travel light travel long that should be the mantra and uh, that brings us to the end of the episode with thai gap and gully trotter where we speak about travel from gully's perspective and then we disagree from thai gap's perspective basically from Bo- brute's perspective bogus might agree to a lot of things that you said by the way so the next the episode i'll do with him you also. should do with bogus because i'm tired talking about travel where i'm like no you shouldn't travel so much like just sit and rest bro same here even i am not very curious to do i don't think we will thai gap will please. ever do another episode of travel by the way we've spoken so much about travel that thai gaps travel has ended right here no i'm sure your listeners want to definitely listen if, more if we hear one person write stuff. to us saying that we want to know more from gully i quit you not i will definitely definitely not come and i'll send bogus and both of you can record a great episode last and final segment gully any advice that you want to give uh, to all the listeners final advice start traveling that's a simple advice so that's it guys that is today's episode it's uh, our conversation with gully trotter about travel her journey about how she bit the travel bug how she went about places all about solo traveling and especially for female solo traveling and most importantly her journey on the instagram where she became like kind of an instagram influencer that's what she says and i believe that so with that we come to the end of this episode like we always say thai gap podcast subscribe and share and share and travel and send us money donation okay, bye